What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. As of December 20th, 2022, the United States police had shot 1,060 people to death. In 2021, 1,055 people were shot to death by police in the United States. Law enforcement in this country every year kills approximately 1,300 people. And yet, the names of many are never said or known except to their families and friends. What's more, law enforcement agencies and other state actors harm our community in a myriad of ways that also go unnoticed, like racial profiling, sexual assault, and wrongfully incarcerating our folks. If we don't know what's happening, then we can't fight back. We can't adequately organize a response. So every week on this show, we do a roundup of news related to state terror. We hope this segment serves to expose, agitate, and build. This is the State Terror Roundup for the week of January 13th, 2023. The children are fighting, y'all, and there doesn't seem to be any adults in the room. The San Francisco deputy sheriffs and the San Francisco Police Association are having a Twitter spat. The beef begins with a screenshot of some sort of internal complaint about staffing and morale at SFPD, which the Sheriff's Deputy Union retweets, excuse me, association, they do not represent labor. The Sheriff's Deputy Association retweets with, per this tweet, instead of allowing deputy sheriffs to work at SFO to relieve SFPD staffing shortage, SFPD pulls investigators from investigating crimes. The police association shoots back, time out, we need to get this straight. The San Francisco DSA continues to beg to be assigned to police at SFO and now the ports, even though they do not meet the minimum training requirements for the job. But what is this argument even about? Why are they fighting over SFO? Apparently... This is a more than two-year-old debate that Mission Local covered in September of 2020. At that time, the Deputies Association sent Mayor Breed an open letter that, per Mission Local, cited a July 2nd budget and legislative analyst report saying the city would save $5 million annually by replacing SFPD officers with sheriff deputies at the airport. The latter are paid less than SFPD officers, according to the report, and the SFPD would reap a one-time savings of $31.2 million by transferring its 226 SFO officers to San Francisco and postponing the hiring of new officers. So, looks like this is a turf war of a staffing and in a larger sense, the amount of money that each department gets budgeted. Obviously, both would like more money, so both would have an incentive to staff SFO. But as Mission Locals reporting pointed out, this is not even an official request from the San Francisco Sheriff's Office proper. It's just some crusade their association is on. And from the looks of these two union social media posts, neither department is making an effective case that they ought to be handed more professional responsibilities. They don't do that every day, but that's neither here nor there. Source, the SF Fist. Eight years after the deadly St. Paul, Minneapolis police shooting of Marcus Golden, the city is prepared to settle a federal lawsuit from the man's family for $1.3 million. Golden Black was shot to death in his SUV during an encounter with a pair of St. Paul police officers in January 2015. The murder led to anger, protests, and calls for justice in the streets of the capital city, including a march on Martin Luther King Jr. holiday just days later. The St. Paul Police Department did not wear body cameras at the time, not that those would have done any good, and police squad cameras, surprise, surprise, were not rolling. Authorities concluded Golden drove his vehicle directly at officers who they say were justified to fire. In theory, a loaded handgun was reportedly found in the vehicle within arm's reach of Golden, 
A grand jury convened in neighboring Washington County failed to indict the two officers, but Golden's family nor the community ever accepted the official narrative and never stopped fighting for the full story. They eventually filed a federal lawsuit. Golden's mother, Erica Colors Golden, told Fox 9 in 2015, quote, I want to know the little things. I think he was scared and didn't know what was transpiring. He was a good son, end quote. In recent days, a settlement has emerged with the city agreeing to pay the Goldens $1.3 million, but not admitting any liability for the 24-year-old's murder. In addition to the financial settlement, the Goldens also get a memorial bench and plaque for Marcus along the lake in St. Paul's Como Park. They also will have a family member appointed to the city's Neighborhood Safety and Community Council. The full city council must still vote on the package source, Fox News 9. Austin police are facing new calls for accountability in the shooting death of a 27-year-old man two years ago this month. It's a case that sparked community controversy but resulted in no criminal charges against the officers. Police Chief Joe Chacon confirmed to the KVUE defenders that the internal affairs investigation in the 2021 murder of Alex Gonzalez is complete and that he is poised to decide in the coming days whether any officer violated departmental policy in the case. Quote, there is nothing more serious. To me, this is a serious as us investigating any type of serious crime that we investigate. We apply that level of investigative efforts to these types of investigations as well. End quote. We shall see, I guess. A Travis County ground jury last month declined to issue any criminal charges against the officers. Austin police say... The January 2021 shooting involving Gonzalez started over a road rage encounter with one of the officers in Southeast Austin. Gonzalez was in the car with his infant son and widow when officers say he pointed a gun at the off-duty officer Gutierrez, who shot back. Source, KBUE. More than 50 people attended a vigil for Rico Ruiz Altamirano at the Hammer Landing Shopping Center in Stockton on Saturday, January 14, 2023. Ruiz was killed in an officer-involved shooting at the Excel gas station in the shopping center on Tuesday, January 10th. Source, recordnet.com. This has been the State Terror Roundup for the week of January 13th, 2022. State Terror Roundup soundtrack provided by Coffee Brown, an Oakland musician, singer, and songwriter who has been a force in the Bay Area's hip-hop and soul scene since the early 1990s. You can check her out at kofybrown.com and her website and socials are linked from our site at kpfa.org. Shout out to my producer, Jesse Strauss, who curated the content for this segment. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA, that's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.